Blog Talk Radio. Smoke News Radio. I'm your host, Jason Brodsky, and tonight we're going to talk about Hawaii and India. What's happening in the news? Let's go jump over to India, see how things are going. This is from thescientistsbook.com by Avdisha Awashi. This is Man Hides 150 Kilograms of Marijuana. In coconut. In Greater Nadoi, one person was arrested with a confinement of 150 kilograms of marijuana near Sirsa Roundabout in Site 5 police station area on Saturday morning. According to police, the marijuana was hidden inside coconut and was eventually being smuggled from. In a big truck. A special check post was put up in the area after police received a tip off and tracked movements of the smugglers. We had stopped this vehicle at the check post, but suddenly two men jumped off the vehicle and fled. Later, it was revealed that there was marijuana stuffed inside coconut and was being smuggled from Antarctica Dish, said Yes. 
administration was carried out alongside the border security force. Police have registered a case and have launched a search of the operation for the culprits. Called NBTV, 
Congress in 2018 amended the Farm Bill to remove hemp as a controlled substance and legalize hemp under certain restrictions. The changes at the federal law have galvanized interest in hemp cultivation nationally, with investors particularly interested in Hawaii, where the climate provides for ideal growing situations. There is a ton of local interest. But the outside pressure is overwhelming, said Troy. So far, the Department of Agriculture has granted 30 licenses to companies interested in growing hemp throughout the state. Gail Gabber and her husband are among the hemp growers who had a crop test too high for THC. Rather than destroy, the 450 plants on the Hawaii Island farm, they were allowed to use them for erosion control and compost, said Bubber. She said the THC level was under 1%. The THC concentration can increase in cannabis plants the longer they are in the ground. And Barbara said she had the crop tested three weeks too late. Otherwise, she thinks the plant would have passed. This does speak to a much larger issue about the definition of hemp at 0.3% THC. And where did that come from? And does it make sense to be there? Should it be a little bit higher, said Barbara. Well, there is debate within the industry about whether the threshold should be higher. Troy noted that the state is restricted by the federal law. It can be used for a wide range of products, including building materials, paper, fiber, insulation, but it also produces CBD, which marketers claim can help with the variety of ailments such as anxiety, muscle pain, sleeping problems, and even acne. The market for CBD products is expected to grow from $618 million in 2018 to $22 million in 2022. According to Black Country, the cannabis and CBD market research firm. For now, the market remains closed off to Hawaii hemp growers. A bill that would have created a permanent commercial hemp program in Hawaii was vetoed in July by Governor David E. The measure would have allowed growers to remove seed and flower material which contains CBD. The growth site, which is currently prohibited in Hawaii, in detailing the bill, I said he was concerned in part because the bill restricted the Department of Agriculture's ability to test hemp plants to once a year, unlike other states. Hemp growers in Hawaii can produce three to four crops a year. Listening to Smoke News Radio, reading the West Hawaii Today, written by Sophie Cook. Hawaii hemp growers are having to destroy their plants because of high THC levels. That that sucks. You know? Okay, so let's jump on to. Another island here in the in the chain from Hawaiian Public Radio. Radio Radio Sweets is probably also spoken by a, a William Stone researching medical marijuana may soon get easier. Researchers hoping to study marijuana for scientific and medical purposes are one step closer to expanding their limited supply of the plant. 
this week, the federal government announced it will begin processing dozens of pending applications for permission to cultivate the plant for scientific research. The United States Drug Enforcement Administration's decision comes after several years of delay for some applicants and a lawsuit filed against the agency by one cannabis researcher. I'm pleased that the DEA is moving forward with its review of applications for those who seek to grow marijuana legally to support research. Attorney General Will Barr, in a statement on Monday, Barr, the Department of Justice will continue to work to improve research opportunities where it can. Even as many states have legalized marijuana for recreational and medicinal use, scientists who want to conduct rigorous studies of the plant still have only one place where they can get it, a facility at the University of Mississippi which contracts with the National Institute on Drug Abuse. This arrangement, which has existed for more than 50 years, amounts to a monopoly, said Dr. Sue who heads the Scottsdale Research Institute in Arizona, which studies cannabis. The bottom line is scientists need access to options. Monday's announcement is a long-awaited follow-up to an earlier policy change. In 2016, the federal government signaled an end to limiting research on cannabis to only one grower when the DEA announced a policy change allowing new cultivators. More than 30 organizations, including facilities, applied for a license to grow cannabis for research purposes, but the agency didn't act on the applications. So earlier this year, simply filed a lawsuit in federal court demanding it take action. The government's latest decision to move forward on the applications arrived just ahead of the court's deadline for the agency to respond to Sisley's lawsuit. We're cautiously optimistic, says Matt Jordan, who represents the Scottsdale Research Institute in the lawsuit. It's a positive first step because we're stuck in a kind of administrative limbo. Marijuana status as a Schedule One controlled substance, which is reserved for drugs with no current accepted medical use hindered scientific research into its clinical application. These are COVID like catch-22. On the one hand, you can't do the research with good, high-quality cannabis because it's a Schedule One drug. On the other, it's a Schedule One because nobody can really do the research, he says. How soon aspiring growers will actually get the green light from the agency remains unclear. In its filing, DEA announced it will be introducing new rules for its program on growing marijuana for scientific and medical research before deciding on any application. This additional step has left some advocates for marijuana reform skeptical about whether the DEA's latest decision indicates real progress. In a blog post on the group's website, Normal NORML Executive Director Eric Altieri says he believes the agency's hot fucking dragging will continue. For the past three years, the DEA has failed to take any steps to follow through on its promise to facilitate clinical cannabis research, writes Al Kiedi. Just like 
the announcement appears to be in response to pending litigation, it's more likely that they will actually begin to move on this in response to the pressures from courts. University of Washington School of Law Professor Karen Box said via email, members of Congress are increasingly taking notice of the DEA's slow progress in bolstering the supply of research grade marijuana. In May, a bipartisan group of 30 members of the United States House sent a letter to R and the DEA's acting administrator, Etam Dion, urging them to do whatever you can to speed up and improve the research application process in order to provide better raw materials for research. Even if the federal government acts quickly and starts approving applications, this group cautions it could still take several years for operators to begin producing candidates that is up to research standards. We haven't really won anything until scientists are finally utilizing real-world cannabis flower in their clinical trials. This recently completed a clinical trial under FDA guidance testing smoked marijuana as a treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder in military veterans. She said she was disappointed by the cannabis she had to use for the study, which came from the Mississippi facility. She described it as generic batches of moldy green powder full of stems, sticks, and leaves, far below the quality of what most people are obtaining from dispensaries. The results aren't published yet, but Sisley says they are exactly what you would expect given the poor quality of the cannabis supplied for the study. The scientific community is concerned that this is harming our data, our outcomes. And this is uh, Rick Bustle, freelance out in Seattle, and uh, read on Hawaii Public Radio, 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 radio. This is Smoking Green Radio. Right. This is uh, Live Law. Back in India, 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 and uh, everything is always like when you look at it, uh, add some more length to it, and some more notes to it. It does not look really different. Okay, we'll continue to look in the book. This article is. This is entitled Spare the Rod and Spoil the Child. Why India is not yet ready to decriminalize cannabis. Cannabis use has been prevalent from time immemorable, especially in a place like India where it is in the form of ganja or bomb. Cannabis has been used in several forms. It is often smoked as a dry, shredded green and brown mix of flowers, scents, and seeds. At least it can be smoked as a cigarette, in a pipe, or a bomb, or as a blunt. A blunt is a cigar casing that has been filled with marijuana. It might also be mixed with food or brewed with tea. And more, okay, what does it know about this little book? What's going on? You know, sometimes I gotta think what happens. In those days, what? This from the Hindu.com. 
Why India? India too could quickly 
change a person, then you ain't what's called what's plastic grass. What's called changing the Smoke News Radio. Smoke News Radio, 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 Go, Go, Radio, Radio, Radio. Smoke News Radio. Waikiki gets a green light. Hawaii, the star advertiser icon, Kristen Mancio. First medical marijuana dispenser, Waikiki gets a green light. First medical marijuana dispenser, Waikiki is going to open today at noon in the bustling tourist resort district. Aloha Green Apothecary won approval from the State Department of Health to begin retail sales across from the Hyatt Shopping Complex, Melton Luxury Road, is the second retail location for Aloha Green which was the first dispensary to open on the island in August 2017. The 1,500-square-foot pot shop will carry the company's entire line of products, including cured flour, oil cartridges, tinctures, tropical concentrates, shatter, rosin, lozenges, infused oils, and oil sprays. The dispensary will open seven days a week after classic prices was an offer Kambayani pricing. Kambayani, probably the local prices. It's about as better as As tennis becomes more widely accepted across the nation, and an increasing number of individuals use local cannabis, more visitors are looking to secure a source of trusted medical cannabis as a critical part of their traveling plans, said Aloha Green spokesman Ellen Cho. Our company strives to serve the needs of our local patients while also supporting the state's efforts in maintaining and strengthening its stronghold as a destination economy. State now has a dozen medical cannabis dispensaries, five on Oahu, one on Kauai, two on Maui, and four on Hawaii Island. Since March, the start of the Department of Health's online registry for residents and visitors, the health department said it has approved cards for more than 1,000 out-of-state patients from 25 states and the District of Columbia. The state passed a law last year allowing tourists to get temporary registration cards to purchase and use the drug while on the island. Aloha Green Waikiki Dispensary will help make cannabis for medical use more accessible to registered patients living in Hawaii as well as registered patients visiting the island. Michelle Nakata, Supervisor, Department of Medical Cannabis Dispensary Licensing Program, News Release. Hawaii has more than 26,000 patients and more than 2,000 caregivers registered to use the federally illegal drug to treat various medical conditions. As of July 31st, there were 11,000 registered patients and 1,000 caregivers on Oahu using Papaloba mostly to treat adult and severe pain and children with seizures. Hawaii dispensaries sold 1,565 pounds of medical marijuana, totaling 12 million in 2018. That's projected to grow by thousands as more tourists use medical marijuana in the islands. Southwest Islands is also offering inexpensive fares to Hawaii if anyone is so inclined. But they want to go check it out, check it out, check it out. 
Dubai is a very beautiful place. India is a very beautiful place with uh, whole civilizations underwater right next door in India. So keep looking out there, keep searching out there on the internet. Help you look for some things on uh, Google, marijuana, Hawaii, marijuana, India. These things that you don't think about. Like, where are we going to go to today? We don't always know, but a lot of people smoke the ganja and legalization is a worldwide movement. It's a corporate grab. It's a lot of people making a lot of money having fun doing it. It's super corporatization as anything I've ever seen in the world. And part of California is corporate itata. You know, seeing how the rest of the world is being chewed on also. All right. Well, let's uh, tune in and see uh, what, what's happening out there in the world. Much love. You've been listening to Smoke Business Radio. Jason Isaac Huffrotsky on iTunes. Jason B. Jason Brodsky. John Brown. Jason B. 76. Rock for you. Here's Jack Johnson. Here's the news. I love A billion people died on the news tonight But not so many cried at the devil's side Well, Mama said, it's just make-believe You can't believe everything you see So baby, close your eyes to the lullaby Bye. 